0: Would you look at that? Damn, I look good. What's up, everybody? It's me, Steven Money. It's football season, and I want you to know that you can bet on me, the STN Sports app. So sign up today and get started with me, the local favorite.
1: Vegas Nation sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app and get a bonus up to $100 when you sign up. You're listening
0: to Vegas Nation. Time to get it started with First and Ten with Vinny Bonsignor and Sam Gordon.
1: What is good, Raider Nation? Welcome back to Vegas Nation. First and Ten, your weekly go-to for Raider news and analysis. Uh, Before we get into everything, I'm going to bring in my uh, great friend Sam Gordon. just want to say, let you know uh, that uh, First and Ten is sponsored by Station Casinos, STN Sports, And presented by Blue Wire, Sam Gordon. Um, It's been quite the few days uh, for the Raiders, uh, no doubt about it. But uh, quite the season for the Raiders, uh, without question. uh, A tremendous last three weeks uh, for this team. uh, And they fought their way back into position. And here they sit, one game away, one home game away from a uh, bitter division rival uh, for making the playoffs for the first time in, in 2000 since 2016 and only the second time since they went to the super bowl way back in the day when Sam Gordon you were probably I don't know you know uh, maybe jumping around on a, <laughs> you know and <laughs> with your with your I don't know what you might have been doing I, I don't even know if you got to elementary school by that point but um, we'll, we'll talk about that uh, here in just a little. actually where were you uh, in 2002 Sam Gordon Video. Give
2: me a- the last time the in 2002 when the Raiders made their Super Bowl run, I was in fifth grade. I was a okay.
1: fifth grade. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, were you ruling like the, um, the 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 playground was? Did, did everything have to go through Sam Gordon uh, back in? Uh, you were in Minneapolis, right? Or Minnesota? Yep.
2: Yep. 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 In the Twin Cities area, I was. Uh, I mean, you could see, you know something like that, right? I I got out of the playground uh, at recess and have my fun on the basketball court uh, when it was warm out. On uh, you know on the on the field throwing the football around when it was fall. And uh and trying to break the snow in the wintertime. So uh we, we made it work and, and so did the Raiders that year, uh, going all the way to the Super Bowl. What'd you say? This is the second winning season since Vinny? Two winning seasons
1: since? Yeah. I'd have to look at that, but probably. Yeah, that even that makes it even uh that makes it even <laughs> even worse. Yeah. But um uh, by the way, I remember when I was in fifth grade and yes, I, the the routine that you just, uh, that you just presented playing basketball, you know, and all that football. And a lot of times it was before school. And I'll never forget so many times, Sam, um, like we would get our pictures back, you know, our school pictures, the individual pictures, and we'd be all like looking disheveled and stuff like that. My mom like, I told you not to play anything that, <laughs> you know, the morning, remember? Cause like in the morning, you'd be out there running around and being an idiot. And by the time it got to picture time, you look like an idiot. So, uh, I have many, uh, Unmemorable photos uh, for me, just not being responsible early in the morning. But uh, but I digress. <laughs> the Raiders are in a much better position right now. Uh, Sam, yes, it's been a long time um, and, and long spaces in between uh, winning seasons. But they've guaranteed themselves of that at least uh, yep. by winning their ninth game on Sunday against the Indianapolis Colts. They get to nine wins. So the worst they can finish is nine and eight. But they're not thinking about nine and eight. They're thinking about ten and seven and getting to the playoffs. And, and here come the Chargers. Uh, it's just really an exciting time here in las vegas an exciting time for raider nation and i know they deserve it sam you know we hear them all on uh on twitter uh you know i have my radio show they call the radio show and you know it's just um they they they, they, they want this and they deserve this and I, and I feel like they're pretty darn excited about it so let's just stick with that point first yeah uh, just, you know, uh, the goodwill that the Raiders have created this year with with their with their fan base.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think this is a team, all things considered, right, the ups and downs. We understand some of the the, the issues they've had on the field and off the field this year. We've, we've gone into that throughout the course of the year. But there is a moxie, right, Vinny, a, a never-say-to-die attitude. That this team has developed, where I don't know, we've seen that in past years. I mean, they've been in a similar situation with a little bit more stability in terms of distractions the last couple of years, and folded in this exact same scenario. And this year's team is the opposite. It hasn't been pretty. It's been a lot of smash mouth, old school kind of football if anything, the kind of football we don't see very often in 2021. But the Raiders have relied on that. They've been opportunistic. And lo and behold, they're 9-7 with an opportunity to you, you win a home playoff game against a division rival, a team you know well, you are in the playoffs. Uh, you're right. Uh, I think the fan base, I mean, two decades, we, we, we just outlined it, how long it's been, the ups and downs they've had to deal with, mostly downs the last two decades. For them to, to have this opportunity and for the Raiders um, here in Las Vegas to have an opportunity to further ingratiate themselves With this fan base in year one of of fans being able to attend games at Elysium Stadium, prime time, Sunday night football, all the marbles.
1: I don't think it gets any more exciting than that. It really doesn't. You know who I think of right now is K.J. Wright, uh, because it might have been about a month and a half, a month ago, a little bit over a month ago. Time kind of just runs all together. But anyway, it was during a dark period uh, for the Raiders. Um, You know, they they had stumbled and they were in the middle of a three-game losing streak. Maybe it was right after the three-game losing streak. Um, But in any event, K.J. Wright, the wise veteran that he is, um, basically said that, you know, the the message in the locker room was – and the message that he was delivering um, was – this team, we don't want to be that team that lead, that 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 folds it up uh, and goes home, you know, uh, after the first week of January. You know, we don't want to be that team. And everyone kind of rolled their eyes a little bit. Um, well, I mean, it sure looks like you're going <laughs> to, you know, what are you guys going it, to, it's not looking good right now. But even at that point in time, um, you know, he had the uh, uh, kind of the wisdom to say, yeah, but there's still a lot of time left to get this thing right. And so as they sit here, you know, um, on the, really the cusp of the, of the playoffs, I think of KJ Wright and that veteran leadership of, of reminding guys, now is not the time to throw in the towel. There's too much time. There's too much talent in that locker room. Um, they had a chance. They felt that they, they had a chance. And sometimes belief um, plays such a big role in that. And it, and, I, and I think that goes to your point of, the fight that they're showing and the fight that they haven't been able to show necessarily the last few years. I think a lot of that was also tied into just the faith that they had in themselves to, to be able to pull it off.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And just the kind of, you take a look at the the course that uh, was charted for this team this year and and the unprecedented set of circumstances with which they've had to cope throughout the course of the season and figure out how to navigate. And, They've, it's, it's been trial by fire, baptism by fire, got to stick together, got to remain together from coaching to players, all three phases of football. Um, there, that's, I think that's been the kind of the driving force uh, of this run here, right? It, Cause it's, it's, it's weird to think about on the field, right? What do they, you know, they, 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 the offense has sputtered at times. Uh, it hasn't been pretty, but. When they've had to make a play, they've made a play. When a defense has had to to get a turnover or, or get a big stop on third down, they've been able to do so um, the last three weeks. And and I cannot begin to tell you, Vinny, how impressed I was going into Indianapolis, red-hot team, looking like a possible contender in the AFC with that running game, with a, a veteran quarterback that's playing some of the best football in his career. Uh, and the Raiders just they came out there and and handled business. And, again, not pretty uh, Derek Carr had to turn over. You know, you had uh, there, you had stretches where where it wasn't going their way, and in the fourth quarter, they find out a way to win the game. They just find out a way to win the game. I, I think the defensive line has been so key. The front seven, in general, the last three games, it kind of keying that old school football I'm talking about, where they've been so physical at the line of scrimmage at the point of attack. You've been getting better play from the offensive line. These games have come down to the play in the trenches, and that's what the Raiders have done. And and it's 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 there. There isn't some kind of intangible. Developing that's developed within this team all year. The, the question now is: It is there enough intangibles? Is this fight going to be strong enough against the Chargers on Sunday night? I think that's what we're all looking forward to seeing. But it's uh, there's a moxie here. There's no question about it. Derek Carr, with what he's had to endure this year, and just throughout the course of his career, to figure out a way to make plays on Sunday to win that game, uh, it's been really impressive. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie to you, Vinny. I thought after that that spanking in Kansas City, uh, where they were blown off the field and, and weren't competitive at any point, I thought. That would have been a perfectly suitable time to throw in a towel. You see it all the time. The Raiders did not do that. They got up off the canvas after that game and kept marching forward and kept marching forward, and here they are now. It's a, it's an incredible um,
1: situation that they're in. Yeah, and I think the win over the Colts um, was a little bit different than the wins over uh, the Cleveland Browns and the Denver Broncos, not to take anything away from those two victories. But I think a lot of people were like, okay, yeah, well, um, you know, the beating the Broncos, big deal, backup quarterback, beating the the Browns with a backup quarterback, you know, big deal. We'll see what they're really all about when they go to Indianapolis uh, to play a really good Colts team who, by the way, you know – Um, I'm just going back. Uh, They they lost 38 to 31 to the Buccaneers. Uh, Okay, but besides that, they had beaten the Bills 41 15, the Texans 31 10, Uh, they beat the Patriots 27 to 17, they beat the Cardinals 22 16 in um, Phoenix. Uh, Right. So, so this was a this is a playoff worthy team. That's a great resume. Right. And that was like leading up to the Raiders game. Um, So, yes. And I know that, you know, Carson Wentz didn't practice last week. He was on the COVID-19 list. I get it. But neither did Denzel Perryman and KJ Wright and Corey Littleton and uh, Darius Phylon and a bunch of other guys. And by the way, the Raiders weren't playing, you know, with Darren Waller for the fifth straight game. Um, You know, there's there's all those things to me, even out. And, uh, Carson once was out there playing and I'm going to, I'm going to surmise just like Denzel was out there playing and, and doing a good job that he was ready to go. If you're on the field, you're ready to go. That's just always been the mantra that I've heard, uh, professional athletes talk about. Nobody needs to be feeling sorry for anybody. If you're out there, you're good to go. So, um, I guess my point is this was a win over a a pretty darn good team. Uh, a team no that question. a few weeks ago people were like, Wait, is this the best team in the AFC? And to do it on the road in those circumstances and the Colts needed that game as well, uh, I thought was uh, it differentiated itself from the previous two wins.
2: No question, Vinny. No question. And this reminded me of like the Cowboys win, right? Not necessarily, yeah. not necessarily it. You know, the Cowboys win was all about offense and 500 yards of offense and, and whatnot. This was about defense. Uh, Jonathan Taylor is going to do what he's going to do. We understand that he's one of the best players in the NFL. They have a very good offensive line, but in passing situations, the Raiders were all over Carson Wentz. I thought they made him super uncomfortable. You were there at the stadium. I was watching from my television. It never felt like he was able to get comfortable, and that's because there was always somebody in his face, flushing him out of the pocket, hitting him as he was throwing the ball, and uh, and that defensive line, that front seven, has has I think really keyed and really again. Don't want to belabor as too much, but it's really helped inspire um, some of this great play. And, and like you said, the, the, the Colts, playoff caliber team, team that has the formula to make a deep run. Raiders go in there, out-physical them, out-muscle them, out-execute them in big spots. Definitely um, a signature kind of victory, like, like the Dallas victory. You're able to just make plays in key situations on the road against a really good team in a big spot. Um, that's what they were able to do and and you nine and seven three in a row charges at home um, I can't wait it's it's it's
1: crazy to think about after everything they've been through yeah you mentioned Jonathan Taylor he had 108 yards which you know on the surface you're like well you know how good of a job do they really do against uh, Jonathan Taylor a pretty darn good job actually because it's not he's so good and the Colts are so determined to get him the ball um, and and in various ways uh, that what you're, what you're, you almost concede that this dude's going to get his to some extent, right? But you just don't want him to do the 185 three-touchdown games, which he's fully capable of doing and has done previously to other teams. So being able to to really mitigate that damage uh, with, with, uh, with Jonathan Taylor to keep it reasonable uh, to where he wasn't controlling the game and controlling the tempo and controlling the chains, um, I think that was – you know, part of the key to everything. And then, like you said, uh, once they did get into known passing situations, the pressure that they were able to apply on Carson Wentz, um, I'd have to look to see how many sacks uh, the Raiders ended up with. But um, it, it wasn't so so much important uh, with the sacks. It was making life difficult for Carson Wentz. And he didn't really handle it all that well, as we saw. Uh, but that's, that's the kind of marriage that you need defensively. Stop the running game or slow it down put it into the hands of Carson Wentz uh, and then go get after Carson Wentz and try to force some uh, some mistakes or some bad throws. It's
2: exactly what they did. It's exactly what they did and I thought you kind of saw right the the brunt of of the damage that they that accumulated throughout the course of the game. Carson Wentz has a throw to a wide open I believe it was Ty Hilton streaking down the left sideline. You execute that throw; it's a wide open throw that you're supposed to make in that situation. He executes that throw. The game's probably over. It's it's a 40 or 50 yard gain. It sets the Colts up for an opportunity to score again. To score seven, you get to run some more clock off. The uh, you get to run some more clock out, and they're in prime position. And I think because of the, what he was dealing with all afternoon, that throw was errant. The Raiders get the ball back. Lo and behold, the rest is history. Derek Carr goes down the field, uh, big plays to Hunter Renfro, uh, and and they kick the game winning field goal. I think it's a fifth walk off win. I saw a stat this morning, but the fifth walk off win for the Raiders this year, uh, most in the NFL. And I don't remember exactly what the time frame is, but it goes to the it's to the point that. It, it it was it, it hasn't not always been pretty, but it's find a way, find a way, find a way. You're not going to blow everybody out. We, we've seen this team hasn't been able to do that this year. That's fine. They're nine and seven, and because of what they were able to do on Sunday against the Indianapolis Colts, they're in a, a winner go home situation where they win the game during the playoffs. And now the question is, Vinny, can they duplicate that formula? against the Chargers team that's not quite as potent on the ground but has a better passing attack with Justin Herbert and his complement of receivers and skill position players that's what they're going to have to do can they get to him make him uncomfortable and keep that game within reach so that they can make plays on the other end
1: yeah um it's it's going to be a different formula uh defensively uh against against the Chargers but uh by the same token you know you can't overlook uh, a guy like Austin Eckler who kind of chewed the Raiders up at the first meeting uh this year so You know, that's something that they're still going to have to be aware of, uh, even while uh, dealing with Justin Herbert and all the weapons that he has. Uh, So that's going to be a a tall challenge. But I I like where the defense is in terms of, um, you know, the game planning. And it's just been a sound unit. I know it doesn't always... Kind of come across statistically, you know, with the points given up and all that, and I think that's a little bit skewed because there were a couple of games against the Chiefs in particular yep. Yep. that really throw that number off. But you know, uh, aside from that, um, you know, and then especially recently, they've really clamped down and uh, and and they're playing winning football. And I want to get to your point of you know, well, it wasn't pretty, you know, and I you know I've, I've heard that, and you, you you hear the grumblings sometimes on social media uh, in in real time, and I'm just here to say, Sam. This time of year, good luck finding pretty wins. You know, 100%. unless it's a me- unless it's a meaningless game. Like New England fifty to ten. That was great. Oh wow, that was a pretty win. It was against Jacksonville. They they, they gave up three weeks ago. Um Besides that, you're playing. You know, if if the other side's not giving up, like I I, I take you to the Jets Tampa Bay game. That was an ugly win for Tampa Bay, but you know you give a lot of credit for the Jets who are trying to build a culture over yep. there uh, under a new coach, um, and 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 they're playing hard, and i give them a lot of respect, and they weren't going to just let Tampa Bay, who's One of the best teams in the NFL just come into their house and, and, you know, and, and and have a a big win, uh, like, like the Jacksonville uh, Jaguars allowed in New England. And that's against a Jets team. You're talking about a Colts team right now that has a lot to play for in terms of seeding and all that kind of good stuff. So, pretty wins this time of year. I don't even, it doesn't even register for me. It's, do you win, and that's the thing with the, with the the Raiders at this time of year. In years past, just haven't been able to win in those type of situations, those type of games, the, and they haven't been able to to display the sort of wherewithal um, and and uh, ways to win this time of year because it is kind of an art form to winning games this time of year, especially in an important games. They have they haven't shown that the last few years. So to me, if I'm a Raider fan, and I, this is what I tell Raider Nation uh in the various ways that we that we talk to them: just enjoy the win itself, Period. because that's what it's all about this time of year. When everybody, when it's just going to be a slugfest this time of year, guys are tired, guys are hurt. um You know, uh, other teams have something to play for. It's going to be uh, a, you know kind of slugfest, and you just got to figure out ways to win the the. The progress that they've made in that regard, I think, is is pretty impressive.
2: A hundred percent, Vinny. A hundred percent. Not to mention, you know, COVID surging, guys in and yeah. out of the lineup. Like this is an unconventional year. It's December. It's it's not going to be pretty, like you said. And and just winning, um, especially for this franchise with with the struggles they've had in recent years, that's more than enough. Forget about the pretty the pretty stuff. You have an opportunity, Raider fans, to seal your fate at home, last game of the year, Allegiant Stadium primetime time division rival. It does not get any better than that for the Raiders. All things considered, Vinny, if, if you were to ask, you know, at when when the at, during the lows of the lows, hey, would you take this opportunity? Everybody around would say yes, no question about it. And they have it. They they earn that opportunity to their credit. Coaches, players uh, have, have been able to come through in the biggest moments of the year and just find a way. That's what it's all about. Find a way, and they've done that three straight weeks. Can they make it four straight weeks? That's a question. And now it is that time of the week where we are joined by Chuck Esposito, Director of Race and Sports for Station Casinos. Chuck, of course, joins us every week to talk about the Raiders, the Vegas betting landscape, and all things sports. Chuck, Week 18, we are here. I can't believe
3: it. The season flew by, went by in a flash. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Sam. First, you know, Happy New Year, and you're right. It absolutely flew by. It's hard to believe that it's, it's Week 18. But the most exciting part about Week 18 is that it ends in our backyard with uh, Los Angeles Chargers yeah. against the Las Vegas Raiders. The first Monday night game kicked off here, and what a way to finish the season knowing that one of these two teams is in and the loser is out. It's a tremendous game for Sunday night football. No doubt, Chuck. It
2: almost comes, uh, you know, it's, it's like the season's coming full circle here, right, especially here in Las Vegas. The Raiders, of course, would not be at this point without, a, quite frankly, an extremely impressive road victory uh, as a, a big underdog in Indianapolis. The Raiders go out and handle business straight up. They beat the Indianapolis Colts. Chuck, three straight for the Raiders. Uh, three straight games. Very unlikely, I felt, after the loss to the Chiefs. But here they are. Um, what do you make of, of this late-season turnaround? Chuck, this was a team that folded, that packed up shop at this exact same time the last two years. They don't do that this year, setting up the aforementioned game you talk about. What do you make of their, their late-season resurgence? How impressed are you? By what they've been able to do. I'm
3: really impressed, Sam. You're right. I mean, I know we talked about it after that that loss to the, um, uh, the Chiefs. And I mean, it was a, you know, the team that after that really kind of circled the wagons. I think, you know, the benefit for them is that they have been in playoff mode now for a month, knowing that they pretty much had to run the table, had to get help. And they got the Texans to beat the Chargers. Um, They got some other help in in the AFC along the way. And I think it's a credit to the entire team. They did it without Waller. Uh, They were banged up. You know, Jacobs was banged up. The secondary was banged up. Um, They had so many off-field distractions. Unfortunately, they have another one now. Um, But it's been kind of a a circle of wagons mentality. And, you know, I think it's a tribute to what uh, Rich Misace has done there with the entire coaching staff and how this team kind of came together in in such adversity this year to kind of forge through and be in a position that, hey, we're at home. It's the black hole. It's the new Raider Nation primetime game. It's going to be fun to watch. I mean, you think about the they were undefeated earlier this year when these two teams played also on prime time on Monday night football, I believe. And the, the chargers derailed uh, the Raiders that night, got up to a 21, nothing lead, I think held on 28, 14. Um, So they haven't played for quite some time. Chargers are probably one of the biggest Jekyll and Hyde teams in the entire league. They can beat anybody. And I'm sure the Chiefs don't want to face them in the postseason. But how do you explain that loss to the Texans after that win? Um, It's going to be fun Monday night. Early action has been on the Chargers or or Sunday night. They've driven this number up to a field goal. But I still think by kickoff, we're going to see plenty of Raider money come across our county. Yeah, it would not be a surprise at all,
2: Chuck. Um, The the, the Raiders, one of um, only a couple of road teams to take care of business uh, against the number, a dominant, dominant week for the home teams, 13-2-1 against the spread. Chuck, one of the teams I was most impressed by, you talk about the Cincinnati Bengals, what they're able to do, clinching the division. They take care of business, beat the Chiefs straight up 34-31 as a three-and-a-half point underdog. Chuck, how has uh, the perception of Cincinnati changed throughout the course of the year? I know they were a team you were bullish on, that you said earlier this season that not necessarily a huge surprise with where they're at, but that offense is humming. Joe Burrow looking like a late-season MVP candidate. Don't think he's going to win the award, but certainly cementing himself among the upper echelon quarterbacks in the NFL. Where are they at now, Cincinnati, in, in terms of
3: Super Bowl odds and how much have they changed since the beginning of the season? They've changed dramatically, Sam. Them kind of like the Chargers and I know the Vikings aren't in it a little bit. The 49ers are a little bit Jekyll and Hyde. They're a better road team than they are a home team. Um, But the way they played the last couple of weeks, I think Burrow has eight touchdowns, no interceptions. The numbers that that if it's Higgins or if it's Boyd or if it's Chase. So I think Chase should be the uh, rookie of the year. Uh, He's so dynamic. And the way that he changes the game, uh, that offense is going to be fun for a long time. I think when you look at the AFC North and maybe you looked at it before the season started, it's upside down. I think most people felt the Browns probably would win that division. They're in last, and they've got a number of question marks, uh, and the Bengals are on top right now. But the Bengals, like the Raiders, picked an ideal time to get hot. They've won three games in a row. Defensively, I still think you know they're going to give up a lot of points, but they can score with anybody, and they definitely can win playoff games. I don't think anybody wants to play this team in the postseason, but that offense is mighty fun to watch.
2: A couple more playoff teams doing battle on Sunday. This past Sunday, Cardinals go into AT&T Stadium, in Jerry World. They claim a crucial 25-22 victory as 6.5-point underdogs. They stopped the bleeding, and it was bleeding, Chuck. This was a team that was one of the best teams in the NFL the first half of the season. Had fallen flat for about a month and a half. They get a a, a crucial victory. Is this more about what Arizona did do or about what Dallas didn't do as the playoffs move for both these teams?
3: You know, I'm not sure, Sam. I mean, it's it was a huge game to Arizona. I mean, they're a, they're a strange team, too. They're three and four at home, but eight and one on the road. Um, they're hard to figure out. I thought it was a little bit of a letdown game for Dallas. I think McCarthy's done a phenomenal job of giving other teams in the league Bolton board material all, all year long, which I really don't understand. Although I think they're good enough to to be playing in February. Um, I like the way the Cardinals played in that game. I think for them too, we hadn't played well for a stretch. We've lost, I I think they had lost five of their last eight games going in. They played a really good game. I think it hurts that team when you don't have, you know, a healthy Connor, you don't have a healthy hop. I think it's really changed the dynamic of that offense, but it was a big game for them on the flip side. I really think the Cowboys to me, uh, I know the Packers are the number one seed and it has to go through Lambeau. But if one team, can go in there and win. I think it's the Cowboys and not because of their offense, but because of their defense with with Parsons and, uh, um, and, and Diggs and Lawrence, the way that they play defense, that could be the difference maker. And they can run with Pollard and Zeke. And you've got three dynamic wideouts. Even with Gallup going down, Cedric Wilson kind of fills that role. So I think Cowboys, for me right now, Cowboys and Packers, are the two most dangerous teams in the NFC and probably the two healthiest at this juncture.
2: Yeah, you talk about Dallas, Chuck. They can win They can win a number of ways. Playmakers on all three levels of their defense. And, of course, it's talented of an offense to be having the league. They conclude their season in Philadelphia. Seven-point favorites over the Philadelphia Eagles, Chuck. Philadelphia, however, punched their ticket. The postseason. I did not see this coming. Uh, did anybody? What? What? What did you? How did you view Philadelphia going into the year? What was the action like around them? Uh, possibly making the playoffs. and seemed far fetched with a rookie head coach. But lo and behold, they're nine and seven. Uh, how has your perception of them changed throughout the course of the year? I,
3: I'm the same, Sammy. I, I'm not exactly sure how they're in this position to be nine and seven. They, as well, for a young team and a rookie head coach and a young quarterback. They're six and three away and struggle at home. They win ugly, though. You know, they've been behind in games early against the Giants, against the Washington football team. They grind you out. They are so old school. I mean, I think they had three possessions inside the 10 last week, uh, and I believe they ran on all nine plays. Um, So they like to run if it's Scott or Sanders um, or Howard or if it's Hurts. They're not dynamic. They win ugly, but hey, it doesn't matter. They still get the job done. I don't think they're going to play a lot of guys this week. Hertz has been banged up. You've had some of the guys in the defense banged up. I think they'll rest everybody. You've got about a dozen guys in COVID protocol. I think the Cowboys kind of walk through them this week, and you see that number kind of go up. But hey, they're in the playoffs, and it really doesn't matter to them now. It's just are you going to be the seventh or sixth seed? You know you're going to play on the road. I don't like when teams say, I prefer to play team A or B. I think for them, it's just to get as healthy as they can and just play kind of eagle football uh, when they get to the next round. Absolutely, Chuck. Uh, Week 18, of course, uh,
2: a number of the games. uh, Some games have more stakes than others. A lot of games still have meaning in terms of seating and whatnot. You only have a few, few games in the NFL where there's nothing at stake in terms of postseason. I want to get to a couple of the marquee matchups before we get out of here real quick. 49ers at the Rams, right? Uh, Rams currently a, a four point favorite. How much does the uncertainty around Jimmy Garoppolo? I know Kyle Shanahan optimistic that he can play, but how much does the possible uncertainty of the quarterback situation in San Francisco affect this number?
3: It definitely does, uh, Sam. I, I think, you know, Lance played much better, I thought, in, in the last game. Um, still a young quarterback. They're a team, too, that kind of wins ugly, meaning that it doesn't matter who it is, if, if it's Wilson. Um, you know, if it's, it's hasty, hey if it's a number of backs that they're just going, if it's Mitchell, they're going to run and try to run and run some more. That um, You've got Kittle. You've got Debo Samuel. That's just dynamic in his role. a uh, defense that's healthy. The big question mark there is that quarterback, though. Although they did beat the Rams once this year, they kind of smashed the Rams team on primetime football when the Niners were, were kind of reeling and the Rams were hot. Um, they beat this team up. So it's a Ram team that's still good you know, possibly get to the number one seed in the NFC. But this is a huge game to the Niners, knowing that, you know, that the Saints who are a big, big favorite this week. but not a big favorite, but a favorite against the Falcons, that if they win and the Niners lose, the Saints get in. Um, but it's a fun team. I think if the Niners get into the postseason, they too are a team that nobody wants to face. Certainly. I definitely agree with you there with what they're able to do on both sides of the ball. Lastly, Chuck, we
2: touched on it. Raiders, Chargers. All the marbles right here, Allegiant Stadium, Sunday Night Football. All eyes on Las Vegas. What do you think the X Factor is going into Sunday
3: Night? I think it's Waller. I think if you could get Waller back, and I think it's the fans. I think you look at the Raiders, Sam, who didn't play well at home last year. I think they only won two games at home last year. They're only four and four this year. Again, this is back to back years for the Raiders. They were six and two on the road last year, five and three this year. This is your chance. This is your chance. If you're Raider Nation, the new black hole, Allegiant Stadium. Primetime football here. I mean, let the craziness begin. I mean, it's in Vegas. Last game of the week. I think the fans, I think hopefully you get Waller back. I think they can be the difference maker in this game. Chargers don't have a true home field advantage anywhere they play. I think it's going to be a lot of black and silver Sunday night. But I think Waller's the key to get him back. And don't get away from the running game. I think Jacobs has to be a big part as well.
2: Chuck, we appreciate everything every week. As always, this time next week, believe it or not, we will be talking playoffs playoffs playoffs. <laughs> but, but 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 here we are it doesn't get any better than that I cannot wait to see how week 18 shakes out and, and what kind of playoff um, schedule we have looking forward to breaking that all down with you next week we appreciate your expertise as always
3: alright thanks Sam I appreciate it and uh, look forward to talking some playoffs too and we might just be talking about the black and silver and who they're playing in the wild card round
0: <laughs> would you look at that damn I look good What's up, everybody? It's me, Stephen Money. It's football season, and I want you to know that you can bet on me, the STN Sports app. So sign up today and get started with me, the local favorite.
1: And uh, you mentioned Sunday night uh, at Allegiant Stadium, and uh, I want to talk about that a little while because yeah. for a little bit because, you know... Um, uh Raider Nation rolls long deep hard you know it's 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 all over the place right there's a lot of Raider fans across that's why they call it a Raider Nation right uh but you know um the the notion that the Raiders were just going to walk into Las Vegas and take over Las Vegas that's it's it's not as easy as you think right, um yeah. and I go back to the Rams coming back to Los Angeles after 20 some odd years uh in St. Louis okay so I have you know, uh, real experience, uh, in this kind of thing. Right. And that was the Rams who had a fan base in Los Angeles, but the Rams would tell you, and this was, you know, common sense. You don't just leave a market like Los Angeles for two decades and then come waltzing back into town saying, here we are, you know, love us again. It was going to take a process because those, that generation of fans that grew up without the Rams in Los Angeles, because there was no NFL team uh, in town, they're just going to move on to something else. Some other team is going to catch their fancy if they're a football fan. So, a bunch of Dallas Cowboys fans were born and bred, and and you know uh, whatever team. Okay, the New England Patriots, the Chicago Bears, uh, fans became fans of other teams because they didn't have a, fan, a, a team here, no. you know, there locally. And so, and the Rams understood that. And and what they would always you know talk about was it's going to take time to really penetrate this market in a way where outside of your hardcore fans that already existed there, you're going to be able to lure in a bunch of other fans. And sometimes it takes moments and games and types of things where it just sort of uh, becomes a galvanizing thing for that particular city. Uh, For for the Rams, I could point to uh, they were going to go play a game against the Kansas City Chiefs in Mexico City, right? And it was right in the middle of there, there were a bunch of wildfires in Los Angeles. People were being evacuated from their homes, including half the Rams teams. Uh, they had to go live in hotels for a little while. And there was also a mass shooting right in that same exact week. Okay, um, right, maybe two miles away from the from the uh, Rams practice facility in Thousand Oaks. So Los Angeles, Southern California, was kind of down in the dumps right there. You know, it was just a dark time. Well, so the Raiders are going to go, or the Rams are going to go play the Kansas City Chiefs of Mexico City. Lo and behold. In Mexico City, there was a Shakara Shik- concert <laughs> and then a big rainstorm in Mexico City that made the playing field in Mexico, at, as Teca Stadium, I think it's called, um, it was unplayable. They couldn't play it, so they had to cancel that game, and on short notice… Play a big game on Monday night in Los Angeles, totally on short notice. You know, you had to sell tickets. There's all kinds of logistics, all kinds of dynamics, all kinds of people have to change their schedule, all that type of stuff, right? So the Rams come back and play the Chiefs on a spectacular Monday night. And it was like – I think the final score was 54-51 Rams. It was like just – crazy game yeah but the whole stadium it was a packed. there might have been 90,000 fans there that night that somehow some way they were able to you know sell tickets they gave away tickets for you know first responders and all that it was a spectacular night um uh, sam and it, and it kind of expedited the process of the rams really kind of forging their way in a town that you know with the lakers and the dodgers and usc football and on and on and on You know, they were able to, in that one moment, really capture something. All right. So we come here uh, and talk about Las Vegas, much like Los Angeles, Sam, um, uh, people in las vegas are either tra- a lot of them are transplants or for the locals that grew up here there was no nfl team here so you know by proxy they had to go find another team to root for. and it's hard to get when you get to like 20 25 years old or so uh, yeah. or whatever it's hard to say hey the raiders are here you're a dallas cowboy fan start becoming a fan of the raiders it's not as easy to do even though sometimes you try yeah uh, you, you know how it is when you're a fan that's my team i can't just jump ship you know um, so it was gonna. So so while Raider Nation exists here in Las Vegas, it needed to be nurtured and grown and developed. And I think a moment like Sunday, and what they've done, the, especially these last three weeks, where they showed fight, they showed grit, uh, they've captured some attention, more and more attention. I think it helps so much locally to have a moment like this that can help again, like a, like, like I was mentioning with the Rams and the Chiefs, to help ex- expedite the process of their local fan base.
2: No question, Vinny. I mean, you get a standalone game, Sunday Night Football, NBC in your city. It's the only thing that's going to be on in terms of sports at that time. It's going to be a, the main event uh, of the evening, the final game of the year, and a real opportunity for the Raiders to come to, to, and, and Raider fans to come out and represent uh, on the biggest stage of sports. I mean, it does not get any bigger than the stakes that they are faced with. I want to go back to after the Denver game, Vinny, real quick and point to something. You know, there was, as we've known, there have been opposing fan bases that have come into Allegiant Stadium Absolutely. all year, some yep. louder than others. Yeah, but that Denver game and Derek Carr said that it felt like the, the best home field advantage they've had all year. It was loud. It was energetic. It was loud at the right times. Right. There was you just got the sense that this fan base here specifically in Vegas is starting to get a sense of how to support their team. And and right. and, and I think that was a couple weeks ago when the Raiders were still had to win a couple games to be in this position. Now it's for all the marbles, and you're playing against a team in the Chargers that doesn't have a crazy fan base. As we know, they have a hard time getting a bunch of Chargers fans to SoFi Stadium. So now there's a prime opportunity for the Raiders to, to, to put all their fans in Allegiant Stadium, to show out, to represent on a national stage, on national television. Um, and if the Raiders win, like you said, I mean, a playoff team in your first year with fans, with kind of a you know borderline miraculous rally at the end of the season – um, yeah, I think that would go a long way in ingratiating the, the team here in this market. It would be a ma- a major step uh, and a step in the right direction for what the Raiders are trying to accomplish.
1: Yeah, and I think that um, uh, you know, why I mentioned all that is because I think there's you know um, it, it's 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 uh, a misassumption that it's just going to all you know be perfect from day one and it's just not the case like like we just talked about you know if you're a uh, dallas cowboy fan right now it's you know saying hey the raiders have moved to to las vegas jump ship and be a raider fan it's not the easiest thing to do uh for that fan you're asking that fan to do a lot and what bothers me sometimes and this bothered me in los angeles was that you know? People would say, "Oh, well, they're not good fans in Las Vegas. Or they're not good fans, uh, you know, in in wherever Los Angeles." I'm like, "No, they just happen to be fans of other teams." So you're expecting them to, to just do something that's hard to do. Um, it's going to take moments like this. It's going to take consistent winning. It's going to take, you know, the Raiders getting into, um, you know, which is what they're doing. They're getting out to the middle schools and the elementary schools and trying to nurture uh, those kids into becoming, you know, long-term fans because that's the paying customers of tomorrow. That's who you need to get at, you know, in a long-term uh, proposition and that's sort of how you go about building the local fan base raider nation is always going to uh, exist elsewhere um and there is a uh, a, a good fa- uh, you know a, a growing fan base i should say here but i think it over the years that's going to be what really is the anchor uh for the raiders and i think once that happens sam um the the, the the frequency with which other fan bases come to Las Vegas to take over stadiums or, or be a a, a a you know very prevalent um, uh, force, I think that's going to lessen because more and more local fans are going to be buying tickets and you know uh, rooting for the team and being there and making sure that they're at every uh, as many games. Other teams' fans are always going to exist at Allegiant Stadium. Absolutely. Heck, I, I saw Raider fans in Indianapolis on Sunday. Yep. Everywhere I go, I see Raider fans. And that's yep. just kind of how it's things football. go it yep. is exactly fans want to go root their for their team uh there's ways to get tickets now in ways that there never was before you think about it when we were kids if you wanted to buy tickets to go see a game and you didn't have a ticket guess what you had to go find a scalper i'm sorry illegal okay whatever uh you had to go like, like you had to go through like this weird process to be able to go buy tickets um you know the day of or whatever now tickets or you could buy tickets i could buy a ticket right now to the patriots next game um on my computer and then it's just me on me to go make my reservations and fly out there or whatever. It's so easy to do now and it it makes it so accessible for everybody, wherever you are to go, wherever you want to go to, to go see a game. So, but I do think again, uh, moments like uh, Sunday and then if the Raiders can continue to, to win and be a worthy franchise, somebody that the city of Las Vegas and this region can be proud of and want to be a part of that's how that goes. Um, but it will be interesting, Sam, to see what kind of atmosphere. I would expect that it's going to be just electric on Sunday.
2: I think we're going to see kind of something similar that we saw the Monday night game, right? Vinny, the opening Monday night game against yeah. the Baltimore Ravens, where there was it was a little bit more electric than than, than most of the games um, this season. That's just what it was. It was the first game. There was a ton of excitement. It was an incredibly competitive game that came right down to the wire and was a kind of picturesque introduction to the Raider fan, from with the Raider fans and the Raiders here in Vegas, right? I, I think, I think it's going to come full circle again. Prime time Sunday Night Football, Chargers winner gets in the playoffs. It doesn't get any better than that. Period. It just doesn't. And uh, and the Raiders have earned earned the right to be in this position with the way that they've been able to piece together victories down the stretch. It's been super impressive. I didn't see this happening, and lo and behold, they're here. It's it's a huge opportunity for the Raiders for the Raider fans. And uh, and I can't wait to be there. I, mean, yeah, I really can. It's 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 a huge, huge, huge game, and uh, it's befitting of the season that the, the, the Raiders have had this year with everything they've had to deal with.
1: Absolutely. And Sam, as everybody knows, is a big boxing uh, writer, uh, <laughs> one of the best to do it. And this we've talked about this. This is this kind of has a feel of that. You know, and right now it's like you know the the the, few, the days leading up to it. Yep. You know, and you kind of feel it. It's in the back of your head. You know, and you're thinking about it. But as the as fight week goes on and you get closer and closer to the fight, um, it just becomes even more pronounced and more pronounced until obviously when they go ding 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 ding, you know, and yeah. the, the first yeah. round starts. I kind of have that sense. I've got some friends from Los Angeles that are coming in who cover you know the, the Chargers and they're asking all these questions. On you know, uh, we mentioned Bill Plaschke, the, the great LA Times columnist, talking about he was. I'm going to stay at the Mandalay Bay. I'm going to take a walk across the the bridge. You know, I'm getting into this. I can't wait to see what it's all about. Uh, and and that's cool for the city too. To, to you know, I, I, I'm big on that. I think that that's this is going to be a great stage for Las Vegas. We've seen uh, Las Vegas on the biggest stages for the biggest fights in the world, whether it's UFC or, or, or boxing. Yep. Um, obviously, the Golden Knights uh, making their runs that they have. Uh, but this is the NFL, and this is Sunday Night Football, and this is for. All the marbles relative to one team or the other getting into the playoffs and figuring out that final playoff seed, I would imagine that this is going to be something that a lot of eyeballs are on. And and again, I'm looking forward already to to all the aerial shots that they're going to have of of the Strip and of Allegiant Stadium uh, because this market, to me, um, deserves that as well.
2: And they're going to get it,
1: and they're going to get it, Vinny.
2: Mean, it's going to be an incredible atmosphere. I'm anticipating also a competitive, a really competitive football game, too. Yeah. Right? These are two teams that know each other well. They played in a pair of really close games last year, and then this year uh, the game got really close in the th- in the fourth quarter, although the, the final score may not reflect that. It's, it's two division rivals, two teams that know each other, personnel that are familiar with one another, two quarterbacks having excellent seasons in their respective roles for what they've been asked to do for their franchises. The stats are going to look a little different, but I think Derek Carr – Given what he's dealt with has been every bit as valuable to the Raiders as Justin Herbert's been to the Chargers, uh, it's going to be awesome. It's 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 a heck of a show uh, that, that that I'm expecting that I think we're going to get, and uh, the stakes could be
1: higher. And you know, uh, our great um, uh, sports editors, uh, Bill Bradley and Bill Eichenberger. You know how uh, during course of the games we're always talking about sidebars. I could already guarantee one sidebar, Sam. <laughs> Joey Bosa. <laughs> Joey Bosa Joey <laughs> Bosa, what kind of game does Joey Bosa after everything that he said after uh, the the chargers beat the the uh, the Raiders in Los Angeles and he yeah. had some choice words or so some some interesting descriptions for Raiders quarterback Derek Carr and frankly questioned his toughness. let's be frank about it you know he, he questioned how tough Derek Carr really was. I remember at the time, wow. That was that was kind of a weird statement to make uh, this early in the season when you know you're going to have to play this team again and maybe in an important game. And here we are, uh, you know, all these weeks later, um, it, it comes down to this. And yeah. Joey's going to have to own those words. And I'm sure he's going to be asked about it this week. I know I'm going to ask Derek Carr about it uh, when we talk to him tomorrow. Um, so kind of interesting that, um, you know, that, uh, that, that we're now here and that those words uh, have definitely continued to live on. It's, it's almost,
2: you know, kind of poetic that these two teams meet again for, for what's at stake, I, I think, uh, to, to, to Joey's point or lack thereof, right? Derek Carr, Derek Carr if, if there's anything he's been throughout the course of his career, revolving door of coaches, coordinators, teammates, et cetera, et cetera. He's kind of been the one constant having to brave through all this losing and the struggles, the off the field stuff. And yet he's still standing here with an opportunity to, to quarterback his team to the playoffs at home. Um, I think I think that's toughness epitomized, in my opinion. It, it, again, it hasn't always been pretty, and it's not going to be. But he's still here. He's had a great season, all things considered, and uh, and it's going to be a great matchup. the the that the, the chess match between the Raiders' offense and the Chargers' defense. Does he have a little something extra in store for that Chargers' defense? Is he going to be able to drum something up? Uh, that's what we're going to find out.
1: Yeah, uh, big moment for Derek Carr too. He's been through quite a bit. Uh, I know, you know, uh, in my years in Los Angeles, I, you know, I, I'm not going to sit here and say that I followed the Raiders, uh, you know, religiously. I didn't. You know, they weren't in my in the market that I covered. Uh, and Derek Carr was a quarterback that I knew about, saw him on TV a few times, but didn't really all, pay all that much attention to. So I was curious, you know, when I took over this beat, um, all right, what's, what's Derek Carr, uh, all, all about. And it's been, uh, you know, pretty interesting covering him. And it's really been pretty, uh, w- w- what's really interesting is just the divide among uh, Raider fans sometimes, uh, on D- Derek Carr. And I know for a fact, he hears all that and knows it and is aware of it. Um, there's, there's no doubt whether he hears it or his brothers um, hear it and, and let them know about it. Um, you know, it's it, it, it's out there, and you know he's been the face of a franchise that you know just hasn't been very good um, during his eight years here, and he's bore quite a bit of the brunt of that responsibility rightfully or wrongfully however you want to put it it's the reality of the situation so he's been the face of that and for this for 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 him and 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 the franchise that he's the quarterback of it's been more misery than anything else so he gets to be the face of that whether it's his fault or not and yet now he has a chance to be the face of something completely different and i think his play on sunday uh, is going to go a long way to determining what face we talk about, you know, when we sit down in our typewriter or our computers on Sunday night to write the story about what happened on Sunday night. Um, that's going to be, it'll be interesting to see what we write about Derek Carr uh, at that point.
2: It certainly will, Vinny, and it's it's, a, it's an opportunity for him to have a signature moment in his career. Let's not forget, in 2016, because of the injury late in the year, he didn't really get to be a part of the playoff game that the Raiders played in after quarterbacking after playing at an MVP level in that 2016 season. So it's a chance to um for him to to experience the playoffs for the first time to play a marquee role in it, and uh, and the way he you know the way he was able to summon some magic the last couple of weeks when they needed to. Uh, I would expect him to come out and, and, and seize, seize the moment. Now, does that mean they're going to win the game? I don't know. I have no idea. We're going to find out on Sunday. But he's going to have an opportunity to dictate what what happens, and, uh, and it's an opportunity he's deserved uh, after everything he's been through this season.
1: Absolutely. And uh, you know what else? Who will be here? Us. I mean, you. <laughs> Uh, next week to uh, decipher um, whatever does happen uh, on Sunday night. I'm predicting a special night one way or another. Whoever wins, I think it's, it's really great for this city and this market uh, to be a part of this and to be able to kind of flex its, uh, its entertainment muscles and everything that it has going for it uh, on a huge, huge, huge stage. So um, um, the, the Raiders aren't going to get a playoff game this year home. But this is basically – this suffices for that uh, for for the moment. Uh, Down the road, if they're good enough, they'll be able to uh, actually host a playoff game. But this is as close to that as possible, and I'm looking forward to it on behalf of Las Vegas and also for Raider Nation uh, and everyone here uh, at Vegas Nation um, and – don't forget to go download our app, Vegas Nation, or just catch us at VegasNation.com. You'll be able to see all of our stories, Ed Grady and his great columns, uh, Heidi Fang and all her great videos, Cassie Soto, everything that she does, Sam Gordon, uh, Adam Hill. Uh, I could go on and on. Uh, hey, I write a few stories, too, so you could catch my work uh, on on there. Go to Vegas Nation, the app, or VegasNation.com. Check it out. We've got Raider coverage, A to Z. There's nobody better, Sam. Nobody, nobody. I, I, I will sit here and, and say that as loud as I can can to as many people as I can. Nobody covers the Raiders like Vegas Nation. We got you covered. So come on, join the party. Uh, We do it for you and we're happy to do it. Um, And we really look forward to, to giving you tremendous coverage this week and then also uh, on, on Sunday uh, when, the, when the Raiders host the Chargers with all the marbles uh, on the table Sam, thank you so much, uh, always appreciate it we will talk to you, of course I'll talk to you this week, but uh, for sure we'll we'll circle back next week and uh, make sense of everything that happens on Sunday, man. thank you very much
2: Man, my pleasure, talk soon, and can't wait not, for Sunday
1: Likewise, and to, to all of us thank you so much uh, for all the support it really does mean a lot to us and it means a lot to us to be here for you guys uh, thanks to Larry Muir, our great producer, we went a little over time, but I know that Larry's going to Uh, take care of all that Uh, appreciate you larry and uh just want to say uh enjoy this weekend enjoy this moment we'll talk to you guys next week
0: (laughs) would you look at that damn i look good what's up everybody it's me steven money it's football season and i want you to know that you can bet on me, the STN Sports app. So sign up today and get started with me, the local favorite.